Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Well, hey there, Colin. Well, we got a big football game against Vanderbilt this weekend, and I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm having a little trouble getting excited about it. I'm not. I'm excited. I mean, I'm just excited for Missouri football. We are winning football games. We're competitive in the East. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm excited. I, I've got more optimism for our football program right now than I've had in a couple of years. Uh, it, it won't last. We will shit the bed inevitably, probably. There's the uh, negative, loathing loser, Mizzou fan in me, but it's just... I'm excited. I just I've seen this play out before, so I'm hoping it works that way. I'm hoping we go in there and, and we beat some players, we beat some Georgias, and we just stick our fucking fat thumb in everybody's eye. Yeah, yeah, I am hoping that too. And I'm going to tell you, you know, we're five and one right now. We're playing Vanderbilt, who's probably as bad as we've ever seen. Uh, they're one and yeah. five, and just got beat by UNLV. By all rights, we should go in there and absolutely clobber Vanderbilt. But as the Mizzou fan that I am, it makes me scared that we're not going to. But I just look at all the weapons that we have and all the weapons that they don't have. And I think even if we tried to lose, we can't lose this game this weekend. Well, we could certainly lose. And there's some reason since we're joining the SEC, we have not dominated Vanderbilt the way that we should have. No, we have uh, not. They have been one of those teams. And when it comes to, you know, Vanderbilt and Kentucky, they haven't really had a way. And they should. Meanwhile, Tennessee and Georgia constantly get a cock sucking from us, you know? So I don't know what's going on. But it, this is, we beat Vanderbilt last year. We should come dump them again this year and sort of get on the right side of that relationship. I think this is the year that's going to happen. I mean, Derek Mason, he could lose his job this week. I mean, he is on the verge of that. And uh, we could whoop their ass and make them go one and six. And, uh, you know, and then we got Kentucky next week and, and we're a steamroller at that point. Well, if the SEC or we're in the Big 12, there's always those teams that are going to basically be bringing up the rear. In, in the Big 12, you're, you're talking about the Kansas and your Iowa State. And then even Kansas and Iowa State can jump up and have a year once in a while. We saw it when we were in the Big 12, but traditionally, most teams are going to bring up the rear. And Vanderbilt is the team that brings up the rear in this conference, but they have reached a point where UNLV is kicking them around, and they should be more competitive than this. 
Well, uh, to talk about it, we've got uh, Thomas Stevenson. He's the editor of anchorofgold.com, follows Vanderbilt football. I'll ask him what he thinks about uh, Derek Mason and whether he's going to stick around and whether they should be a better team or not. And um, then, of course, we're going to have Caleb the Greek come on and give us his picks. I'm looking forward to both those things. I'm looking forward to our, our anchor of good man. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious about Vanderbilt. I mean, Vanderbilt's a great town. It's right there in Nashville. It's a, it's a school of some prestige from an academic standpoint. I, it should, it's in the SEC. It shouldn't be this hard to get athletes to go there. It's, I mean, I like to say, I'm not saying it should be Alabama. I'm not even saying it should be Missouri. They should be more competitive than this. I agree. Hey, Colin, before I uh, kick it off and go over to uh, our friend from Anchor of Gold, we started a little thing yesterday, which was a fundraiser for one of our listeners, one of our Mizzou fan yeah. listeners who is a, who's an active Air Force airman. And, uh, I know this, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you how it all started. Uh, Veterans United got in touch with us and said, hey, we're going to give away 2,000 tickets to the Mizzou Florida game. It's Military Appreciation Day. And uh, could you help us get the word out? Uh, we know a lot of people listen to your show, blah, blah, blah. So we said, sure, of course, that's a great cause. Let's do it. And so we uh, we tweeted about it. We're talking about it now on the show. Go out and let all your military friends know that uh, if you go to veteransunited.com slash hero, you can sign up and, and win tickets to the Mizzou game. But anyway, we did that, and an air, one of our listeners who's in the Air Force said, "Boy, I'd love to do it. I just have to save up. I got to save, go to go, come home for Christmas too, and I, I just don't have the money to do both." So we're like, "Oh hell, how much does it take to get it for airplane ticket? Surely our listeners can pool together enough cash to help get this guy to a damn Mizzou game on Military Appreciation Day. I mean, frankly, if they don't do it, they love ISIS. I mean, ISIS wins." Well, I'll be honest with you guys. Listen, it doesn't take much to get ten bucks, and. uh you know, everybody likes to wave that flag around, talk about what, uh, how much they love America. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a, Tangible. You spend only $10 and, and prove that, uh, because I'm going to tell you what I ain't got right now, funny. My wife just shit out yet another child, but I have got piles of them. Yeah. And, piles uh, of kids, no you know, money. Give me damn diapers and bills to go around, and I found a way to get 10 bucks. So, uh, come on, Jesus, pretty fucking Christ. You can do this. Yeah, well, we raised $195 in the first day. So I think we're going to get there. Our listeners are kicking in, but we need, we, we, you can't rely on somebody else to give $10. You got to do it yourself because if everybody relies on somebody else, it's just never going to happen. Click, click on the on link. The link. It is simple. It is simple. They really like, how much you want to donate? You pick an amount. Then you say, what's your card information? And there's literally a camera option where you're, you're, you can take a picture of your card with the phone. That's right. So put off masturbating for one day and spend ten dollars on a on a trip. So uh, you can go to our Twitter page, you can go to our Facebook page, you can go to GoFundMe. It's Mazadcast tickets for troops. And uh, the good news too is if, if for every dollar we raise over that five hundred dollars to get him here, we're going to give that money to the Gary Sinise Foundation, which uh, helps injured uh, military personnel who had been hurt. Uh, while serving the country to uh, give them back some mobility and independence. And if you don't support that kind of cause, like I said, ISIS wins. It's up to you. Is ISIS going to win or not? You have $10 in your pocket, and you have that uh, power to decide. I don't hear a fucking value about people winning for the national anthem. If you can't dig deep enough to get $10 to a fucking service, man, 
to come to a Mizzou game. <laughs> That's right. If you That's... have to continue to fucking complain about Colin Kaepernick being a son of a bitch. That's right. If you've ever bellyached about somebody kneeling during the national anthem, you're obligated to give $10 now or else you are what's known as a hypocrite. (laughs) Not to guilt trip you, but that's the case. You're buying the right to call Colin Kaepernick a dickhead. Just think of it that way. Yeah, it's only going to cost you $10 to earn that right. That's right. Unless, I mean, unless you are a service member in there, then uh, you have the right to call everything. Especially cowards like me who did not serve. Yeah. If you're a service member, active, or military veteran, feel free to call Colin a fucking coward. Yeah, call Colin Kaepernick a dickhead and call Colin Anthony a dickhead because you've earned the right, my friend. <laughs> That's right. And they, and Colin Anthony is. So let's do this, Colin. <laughs> let's go to uh, Thomas Stevenson from Anchor of Gold right now and get this thing started. M-I-Z. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The AU. That's right. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass. It is and a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the man. This is the Mazad Cat. Joining us on the program now is Thomas Stevenson. He's the editor of AnchorOfGold.com. It covers Vanderbilt sports. We've asked Thomas to be on to talk about this Vanderbilt squad, which is in, from our eyes, looks like they're in somewhat of disarray. Thanks for being on the show, Thomas. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much Vanderbilt football you've watched this year. I've watched all six games, and your eyes do not deceive you. <laughs> <laughs> Vanderbilt is... I don't know. They're in an odd place in the SEC, and they're the only private school. They're a better school academically than everybody else, and football has never quite been on. They've never competed with Alabama. Let's just put it that way, I guess. But Vanderbilt has had some good years, and uh, under the James Franklin regime, they they were legitimately a good football program, but that is not the case anymore. And Derek Mason's head is kind of uh, on the chopping block. Where is the Vanderbilt fan base with this team? Are they done with Derek Mason? I mean, he seems like such a likable guy, but how much of this can people endure? 
it's really quickly becoming untenable. I mean, the team's obviously one in five, but not only are they one in five, but they're not anywhere close to being any good this year. I mean, you lose by 24 points to UNLV, who might be the worst team in the Mountain West. I think we can pretty safely conclude that you're not very good. And, you know, the fan base honestly is checking out. You could probably see the photo on, on our website that, uh, shows the crowd that was left in the fourth quarter of that game. <laughs> and, um, it's, uh, the announced attendance was, tw- was a little over 20,000. Several people who were at the game said it was probably maybe half of that. And by the fourth quarter, there might have been 2,000 people left. So, you know, the fan base is just checking out and that's never going to be good for your job status. What might keep him a little safer than people would assume is that he did sign a contract extension after the last season. So what's going on at Vanderbilt is last year, a little before the start of the season, Adam Sparks, who is the Vanderbilt beat writer at the Tennessee and not the Mizzou defensive back. Mm -hmm. Um, He just did, you know, did this really good piece of, of investigative journalism that showed that basically some of the higher ups in Vanderbilt's administration had prevented the athletic department from doing any fundraising for stadium renovations or potentially a new football stadium. And after that happened, their, you know, heads really started to roll and the, at Vanderbilt, the athletic director uh, announced he was retiring about a month later. Uh, and then uh, sadly he uh, passed away in February uh, after he stepped down and then the chancellor announced that he was stepping aside for health reasons a few months ago. So within the last year or so, Vanderbilt has a new athletic director and is going to have a new chancellor soon. There's kind of been a push towards some renewed commitment to football. But the more relevant factor for Derek Mason's job status is that uh, within his first month on the job, Malcolm Turner, the new athletic director, he fired Bryce Drew. Now, Bryce Drew, that was a bit of a different situation. He went 0-18 in the SEC, and I can't imagine that there are many schools that would let the coach keep his job after they go winless in conference. But it felt like a new day for Vanderbilt athletics because they've in the past they've had a tendency to just let the coaches stay forever. With football coaches, I mean, they'll eventually get to a point where they just have a really bad season and they'll let them go, but they've generally been much more patient than anybody else in the SEC. But that's starting to look like this is that year for Derek Mason. I mean, looking at the rest of the schedule, Vanderbilt's probably going to finish 2-10. and 10. They do play East Tennessee State in November. They should win that one. But other than that, I mean, that might be the only game they win the rest of the season. And when you go 2-10, and 10, well, you know, I don't care if you signed a contract extension last year, um, you're probably going to be in trouble especially when it's your sixth year on the job and your best season you went six and six and lost your bowl game if they do go to an end i mean they are on a track i would say since missouri has been in the sec and we've paid more attention to vanderbilt football being in the same division with them this is the worst team i've seen them have yeah and i i feel like as a Mizzou fan, you're you don't have the the memory that extends 
back on Vanderbilt farther than, because, I mean, when I went to Vanderbilt about a decade ago, you know, they, they had back-to-back two and ten seasons uh, right after I graduated, and one of my uh, co-writers at Anchor of Gold, he went to Vanderbilt, and in a four-year stretch, Vanderbilt went uh, won two games every year that he was there. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it might be a new thing for Missouri fans, but, uh, you know, Vanderbilt <laughs> has been bad before, and um, that also gives us the perspective that, well, we know what a ten, uh, two and ten team looks like when we see it, and we're seeing it right now. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. We've lived in a world where Vanderbilt beats Tennessee every year. Well, yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't think I think <laughs> that streak's going to run out this year. Um, I tell you, I, we'll be rooting I, for you. We'll, we will be rooting for you. <laughs> I will say that uh, Vanderbilt beat Tennessee for the first time in my life when I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, uh, yeah, this that's definitely not the history there. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, Missouri is in a stretch now where uh, they had that odd loss to Wyoming to start the season, but they've looked good since then. I think a lot of Missouri fans are planning to go to Nashville. I mean, you mentioned how sparse the crowds have been as far as SEC venues go. Nashville's probably one of the closer games for Missouri fans to get to if they're going to go to a road game. So I expect to see a lot of Missouri fans in Nashville and uh, we expect to win big. But as Missouri fans, you know, we are not a fan base like Georgia or Alabama. When everybody expects you to win, that's when we get the most nervous. But I just look at this roster and the, and the just the kind of emotional state that Vanderbilt seems to be in right now. And even if Missouri really wants to mess up, they have to mess up pretty hard to lose, I'd say, even a road game you know, against Vanderbilt. And I was just hoping that you would confirm that, but expecting that maybe you'd say, well, watch out for this or watch out for that. Is there anything that we do need to watch out for on Saturday? Yeah, for the most part, I agree with you. Uh, Vanderbilt does have Keyshawn Vaughn in the backfield. He's averaging actually six yards per carry this season. He started his career at Illinois. I don't, I mean, some of your listeners might be familiar with him just because of that but to I guess to tell you the difference between Vanderbilt's offensive line last year and this year last year he averaged 7.9 yards a carry and this year he's down to six now the question is whether he's going to play on Saturday um, because I'm just looking at the sports reference page I know at the towards the end of the game against UNLV last week he went to the injury tent nobody's really said anything since then but according to sports reference he is questionable for Saturday and really the problem is that he's been the only offensive threat that the team has and it's really strange to see because you know Jared Pinckney came coming into the season uh, people thought he was going to be a first round tight end and he has 13 catches this season and he hasn't scored a touchdown after he had I believe 50 last year which is pretty impressive for the tight end spot and then in Kalijah Lipscomb it's been kind of the same thing uh the problem really is that Vanderbilt lost Kyle Shermer and his replacements have just been just not been very good and that's just completely tanked the offense and then you lost two starters on the offensive line well their replacements are not as good and the offensive line it's not it's not the disaster it looked like early in the season since Devin Cochran came back but it's still not good you know outside of Vaughn there just aren't that many threats on the offensive side and then the defense I mean they're giving up 36 points a game I don't really think I need to say much more than that so yeah I mean on paper yeah I see that Missouri's favored by the three touchdowns and I think yeah that 
probably sounds about right. I would probably take Missouri and give 21 points. I mean, <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. That was one of me, one of my questions, whether you thought that number was right. The other question I had remaining for you is, Derek Mason, if, if they are on the path that you say that they could be on, you've seen two and ten teams before, and they look like that kind of team. What happens to a guy like Derek Mason, A, and B, what does a 2-10 and 10 Vanderbilt do to acquire a new coach? I mean, how desirable a position is that for a good football coach when you just fired a guy who went 2-10 and 10 and has, had, like you said, in six years had a peak of six wins? Can you bring in a quality coach? So Vanderbilt's gone. First of all, I, I do think that assuming the record is 2-10, and 10, and I at this point, I don't want to assume that we beat East Tennessee State. Assuming the record's 2-10, and 10, yeah, I think Malcolm Turner's not going to have any choice. I mean, it's the problem is I don't know what the buyout is, and nobody does, because as a private institution, Vanderbilt doesn't have to make Derek Mason's contract public. I have to think if it gets to that point, they'll figure out a way to make it happen, because, the, I mean, the fan base was never big to begin with, and it's just you know, quickly becoming a fan base that sells 20,000 tickets to a game against UNLV. As far as who they would target, um, one name that's, that I've heard that's popular on the message boards is Clark Lee, the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Uh, he's a Vanderbilt alum, so that's probably got something to do with why, first of all, why he, why he might be interested in coming back. Uh, but also because, you know, some fans... I guess want to see if they can get somebody who would actually stay. I think there's a portion, a good portion of the fans who, because James Franklin was there for three years that he bounced for Penn State, they think that they're going to get burned if they get somebody who is a you know an up and comer but doesn't have any ties to Vanderbilt, and so that would be one reason you target somebody like that. Now, I personally would prefer to go for more of it somebody with more of an offensive background. Here's the other thing about Vanderbilt is that you look at the last few coaches they've hired. Derek Mason was the the DC at Stanford. James Franklin was the OC at Maryland, I want to say. Then before that, Bobby Johnson was the head coach at Furman, which is in the FCS. Going back going back to the 90s, Woody Weidenhofer was the <laughs> defensive coordinator, and he's the name that I'm sure is familiar to. We know all about uh, Woody's wagon. Fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Woody... Every time I think back to that, I'm like, okay, he won 12 games in four years at Mizzou. How did we think that was going to go? <laughs> uh, that's, but that's just, I mean, that's kind of what you're, what you've typically been looking at. You're probably not going to get somebody with head coaching experience. And if you do, it's going to be, well, it's going to be Woody Weidenhofer, somebody who just had such a bad record that they'll take a head coaching job because you know, it's available. You'll have them though. So I do think it's, Probably the open question is what's going to happen with the stadium and some of the football facilities. And I know if I were a head coaching candidate, I would probably, you know, there's been a lot of thought that Derek Mason just hasn't gotten that much support from the administration. There's a lot of debate going on about how true that is. And at the same time, I mean, you can't really defend the record at this point, but there there are going to be some coaches who might not view it as having much upward mobility. That might make it hard to hire somebody who you know wants to who potentially could view the Vanderbilt job as a springboard to bigger things. 
it, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I do think Malcolm Turner is willing to make an outside the box hire. You know, when he had to make a coaching change on the basketball side, he went and hired Jerry Stackhouse, who was an NBA assistant. And I don't know where he would go on the football side because I just don't know where his contacts are. So it, it's really hard to say what direction they would go. And there's a chance that he goes two and ten, and Vanderbilt just decides we don't want to pay his buyout. It wouldn't be the strangest thing that's ever happened with Vanderbilt athletics. If there's a place that uh, that would keep him, it's going to be it's going to be Vanderbilt. I mean, he like I said, he is a likable guy. He's regarded as a good coach. He just hasn't had much success. But uh, you know, I, I can see that as a viable option. But who knows? Time will tell. And they've got to lose out before that even becomes an option. But right. uh, anyway, I think. It'll be interesting to see what happens at both Saturday and with the rest of this season. And I want to thank you, yeah. Thomas Stevenson from anchorofgold.com for joining us to tell us about uh, the state of this program. And it is interesting. They are, they're our nearest neighbor. They're in our division and um, they've had ups and downs. And like I said, winning multiple times against Tennessee, going to bowl games, doing things that, as you mentioned in the past, were not doable at Vanderbilt. Uh, I hate to end it on a bad note, but I do want to thank you for joining us. And uh, go to anchorofgold.com if you're a Mizzou fan and you want to see what this uh, Vanderbilt team has been up to or what to expect this weekend. So again, thanks for being on the show. And uh, sorry, it's such a dreary sort of topic, but I guess that's what Vanderbilt football is this year. Yeah, well, and basketball season starts in a couple of weeks, and our next win in 2019 will be our first. So uh, <laughs> we have that to look forward to as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's your upbeat note. All right, thanks, thanks. thanks again, Thomas. Thanks for having me. I've been chasing the big wheels all over Nashville, waiting for my big break to come. Living on ketchup soup, homemade. Crackers and Kool-Aid, I'll be a star tomorrow, but today I'm a Nashville bum. I look good in cowboy clothes and I sing through my nose. Webb said that's the way to get her done. I smoke good old PA like the Opry stars, they say I'll be a star tomorrow, but today... I'm a Nashville bum. On the phone with us now is Caleb Bungart. How you doing, Caleb? I'm doing real well, Brendan. How about yourself? Not too shabby. How you feeling about your picks last week? Went three and two, lost the close one. That's still a winner. I'll take it. Yeah, anything over 50% makes money. That's what they always say. That's right. Well, are you ready to do Caleb the Green Pick of the Week? Can't wait. Vegas line, you wanna make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls alike, they wanna get them some of that. It's a bearded lady pleaser, it's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. What do you got for us? Alright, going upset city first pick. Upset city. We got West Virginia visiting Oklahoma. West Virginia is a 34-point underdog. They are going to cover that. <laughs> Feel it in my loins. All right. I mean, I never want to touch those fucking spreads, but you cling to them. You, you're you drawn to them like a moth to a flame. Come to Kilo. And maybe I shouldn't be because I, you know, I don't do that well this year. So, But I think West Virginia can cover 34 points. I, I really do. The same West Virginia that we clobbered, you say? We did, but they've played better since then. They've played some teams and not got 
dick stop. So, hey, you know, we got a little faith there in West Virginia that they only lose by 29. <laughs> uh, All right, so uh, you have faith in those West Virginia Mountaineers. The coin is going to have them as heads, Oklahoma as tails, and the coin thinks that you're right, and West Virginia can cover that giant spread. <laughs> I hate, I hate when the coins are you know, agreeing with me, but we'll go with it this time. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. 50% of the time, it's liable to happen. Yeah. Great math, Brendan. On to the SEC, we have LSU visiting Mississippi State. LSU is an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. Take LSU to cover those points they're giving. <laughs> I, you know, that is a big spread that I do wholeheartedly agree with you on. LSU is looks like one of the best teams in the country, and Mississippi State is just basically circling the toilet drain right now. They're on two ends of the spectrum. One is going to the moon, the other one's going to hell. Seeing hell, bulldogs. So the coin will have Mississippi State as heads, LSU as tails, and it likes LSU. It's a twofer for Caleb and the coin. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go Big Ten football. Minnesota, 6-0, and Golden Gophers, visiting Rutgers, who, besides the state to the west of us, is probably the worst football team in the country. Minnesota, 28-point favorite. Minnesota wins by 40. <laughs> Take them. All right, so all big spreads so far for uh, Caleb. We're going to have Minnesota as heads, Rutgers as tails. The coin says... Rutgers. Now we got some interesting stuff yeah, going on. Take that. Take that coin. Puck change trash talk. All right. Moving on to the Big 12 again. We got Baylor visiting Oklahoma State. Baylor's getting three points. Take Baylor. I think Baylor wins this game. They don't just cover, they win this game. You like Baylor? You're not confident in the, in the Cowboys, huh? No. Oh, waterfall. Mike Gundy's not pulling this one out. It's not his year, is it? No. He'll probably end up being the coach of Tennessee next year or something. <laughs> I'd welcome him in the SEC. He's always a lot of fun. Yeah. And as we all know, he's a man. Yes, he is a man. He's 50 now. <laughs> it's been 10 years since he was uh, declared himself a man, is it? I'm a man! I'm 40! Yeah. Happy birthday to Gundy. All right, so the uh, coin says uh, heads for Baylor, tails for Oklahoma State. And it likes Oklahoma State. We got two four two again. I'm forty. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm forty. Got one last one. SEC football, close to home in our heart. Mizzou, twenty-one point favorite against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Take Mizzou. They should slobber knock Vandy. Vandy is gross. <laughs> abomination. Yeah, I mean, similar to the Mississippi State versus LSU thing, Mizzou has looked good all year since the Wyoming game, and Vanderbilt, oh my God, Derek Mason. Think of all the coaches that Mizzou has gotten fired, and Derek Mason could be yeah. next. You know, he's he's on the oh. chopping block, and if he gets clobbered at home with an all-Mizzou crowd there at Nashville, could be over for him. Yeah, this game shouldn't be close from start to finish. It should be over in no time, and we we should just beat their ass. So I think I got some good picks this week. I'm not always confident in them. I don't do this professionally. I do it for tax reasons, you know, for write-offs for losing. But this sure. week, I feel confident. All right. Well, let's let's before we head out, let's see what the coin thinks about this Mizzou Vandy matchup. Mizzou will be heads, and Vandy will be tails. It likes it likes Vandy. 
Yeah, but there will be a winner and loser between me and the coin this week with five picks, so that's good. I like to see it, and I like to see you on the Mizzou side of things. All right, Caleb, so uh, thanks for letting us get our bets in. Obviously, my bookie is the place to do that, and uh, it's been, once again, another episode of Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. Out in a Nashville rash. It's a looking like I'm falling in the cracks. I'm too country now for country, just like Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Help me, Merle, I'm breaking out in a Nashville rash. Should've known it when they closed the opera down. Things are bound to change in that town. You can't grow if you rip the roots out of the ground Looks like that natural rash is getting round Help me, Merle, I'm breaking down in a natural rash So there you have it, Colin. Even the Vandy people believe that we are going to clobber them. 21 points spread, and he thinks that's about right. Well, that, that, even that doesn't inspire much hope for me. I mean, like, I, I think we're in a clobber, too, but I, I, I never feel comfortable when people are high on the zoo. You know what I mean? I just this unsettling feeling. I can't believe they're like, Will they or won't they fire Derek Mason? Like, Jesus, how bad would you still have to fail? Yeah, it's just more about Vanderbilt than it does about Derek Mason, though, don't you think? It does, and I think that, you know, when you're still talking about buyouts for coaches that is failing this miserably, I'm like, I just, I don't know what kind of finances Vanderbilt's looking at, but I would just think, based on, you know, television contracts for the SEC alone, those guys have enough money to pay the buyouts, and then, not only that, buy a good coach. You yeah. know, not some fucking... Third tier, you know, Division three guy who has more success, and go hire a guy who's got a track record and knows how to build a fucking program. Well, I do think it's a challenge to get somebody to come to Vanderbilt, which has a had a long, proud history of being absolute dog shit at football. No, I agree. I mean, I do make it sound simpler, simpler than it is, and I. It's also a lot. It's really easy for me to spend someone else's money. Mm. I, I mean, at some point, just at a. I'm not saying you've got to be a uh, compete for a fucking SEC championship, Vanderbilt, but you've got to be better than this. And the truth is, is Derek Mason hasn't been better than this, much better than this for most of his career. You no, know, six and six Derek is his Mason. best season. He's a, he's a stand-up guy. I think he's an easy guy to like, and everybody knows that's a tough place to win. I mean, at some point, you got he becomes Ken Anderson, you know, like, hey, I like you, buddy. But, you know, you're a fucking Frankenstein monster who doesn't know how to win basketball games, you know? And so... I can go on a diatribe here, you know, about like the St. Louis Cardinals pretending that they don't have the money to buy giant star players, you know. Like, give me a break. You can. And uh, I can, I've certainly said it on this show before, but sometimes I think Mizzou like to pretend that uh, they want to be one of the big boys and they spin like one of the fucking tiny boys. And I, I just think Vanderbilt, I know they're not Alabama, and I know they're not Tennessee with these giant war chests, but at the same time, you've got to be able to do better than Derek Mason. I'm not saying you can afford to or could ever hint to Probably Nick Saban away from the Crimson Tide, but you're going to have to be better than Derek Mason. I agree with that because it's uh, it's not going anywhere. It's been six years, and the best of season he's had has been six wins. So that ain't going to cut it. Even at Vanderbilt, yeah. where we've seen with James Franklin, you can win there. I don't know how much he cheated, but it worked. Well, and everybody's cheating a little bit. So he ain't cheating, he ain't trying. That's what they say. And uh, I look at Vanderbilt as a tier below like Kentucky and Mississippi State. And as far as uh, they're right now, but they should be at least those teams. Kentucky will have competitive seasons here and there. You know what I mean? And they have enjoyed a nice little run of, you know, competitive by their standards. Vanderbilt should at least be able to do that. You know what I mean? They should at least be able to sneak into a bowl game periodically. 
not you know and, and what mason's been the one and he lost it yeah so no i agree and it, and it, you know that's a low bar you're setting and if they can't even attain that low bar then what are we doing here well i i think that you know, coaches like uh james franklin and programs so many smaller college programs that students seem to be uh competitive with some regularity there's no reason that vanderbilt couldn't at least achieve that you know how is memphis continuously better than Vanderbilt. Well, Colin, and I don't know how uh, I don't know how this affects the football team or not, but I will say this. In general, Memphis lets a lot stupider guys go to school there than Vanderbilt does. <laughs> well, and I listen, I know Vanderbilt's an academic school, but I mean I am guessing if if, if if some five star dumb dumb wanted to go there, they'd figure out a way. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, even, even the academics isn't a isn't a uh, hurdle the way it, 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 people might think it is. Well, why don't we wrap this up, Colin, and uh, get ready for the game on Saturday down in Nashville. I'm expecting there will be more Mizzou fans than there will be Vanderbilt fans in Nashville for this weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have talked a lot about Vanderbilt, and that's never, that doesn't make for a lot of entertaining show. <laughs> but we've wrapped it up. We, let's, we've gotten ourselves through it, though, so let's let's wrap this show up. Uh, you know, bet on Caleb's picks, watch some Vanderbilt, Missouri football, and hopefully end this thing going 6-1 and one, heading into Kentucky. That's plan. All right, M I Z. Put off masturbating for one day 